Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. From the den, this is The Howl. We would like to welcome you to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics on everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is also a proud member of CLNS Media Network and can be found on clnsmedia.com as well as Podient, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. The Howl is also produced with thanks to our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on The Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. All right, so the second half, we are going to take a deeper dive into the Jimmy Butler drama. We're also going to recap the first preseason game the Wolves had with the Golden State Warriors. And then on top of that, we're actually going to take a look and just examine the upcoming games uh, for the preseason for our Timberwolves. So we start off with this Saturday's game the Wolves just played against the Golden State Warriors. For anyone that has not seen it, if you have any way of being able to watch it, I do suggest that you do so. A fantastic game. Plus, just given the makeup of the Warriors, given the makeup of the Wolves, you're not going to see too many times where the Wolves have a chance to beat the Golden State Warriors. Now, again, this is a game that doesn't matter necessarily. It's a preseason game. The Warriors weren't necessarily trying to win. so But it's still fun. It's still fun to take a look at some of our younger players, see how Josh Okogie is able to perform, see how Kata Bates' job is able to perform. There's definitely some things to watch from this squad in the preseason. But, again, specifically, I personally really like watching a lot of these young players. And I thought they played pretty well. One thing I noticed with Kata Bates in this first game is he needs to make sure that when he shoots, he uses legs as opposed to using a lot more arm. If you watched a lot of his misses, specifically from three-point range, he was having an issue getting the ball to the hoop. So he was hitting front rim. It wasn't able to get it far enough. And in many cases, you're seeing that because sometimes maybe the release point is is not high enough. But in his case, it really seemed like his issue was he was not using enough leg and he was focusing too much on arm, which can make you uh, short a lot of your shots. Did end up winning this one. So 114 to 110 was the final. They did a pretty good job of, of fighting. They were down for a little bit of the game. I felt like you got a pretty complete game for most of the players. And again, you're not getting major minutes from a lot of the stars. You know, Towns only played 23 minutes. Wiggins played 25. Uh, Derrick Rose, 21 minutes, but he played a pretty solid game. I know not everyone's a big fan of Derrick Rose, but, you know, 16 points in 21 minutes. Nothing to balk at. A one of three from three. One assist. Got two steals. No turnovers. Those are all things you want to see. Uh, you know, specifically looking at Andrew Wiggins, people want to see a lot more from him in terms of what he's able to do statistically. And then on defense, he was a plus five. So he was actually one of the, he was actually the only starter that was a plus uh, in any of the categories, uh, as far as plus minus, I should say. 
Uh, he had 11 points, four rebounds. You know, I'd like him to be in that five to six range, ideally. No assists. Again, even if he got you like three assists a game, that'd be pretty good. We'd take that, I feel like. Did have three turnovers, Wiggins did. One steal. So I think you're definitely going to want him to com- continue to grow as a player. He's still taking too many long distance, or not even long distance, too many mid-range shots early in the shot clock. That is definitely something that's going to have to change. I don't know if it's going to need, if he's going to need, you know, Tom Thibodeau to be gone for that to happen. That's one question I have is, what's it going to take to for, have him alter his game and for him to be more effective? But the star of this game for me, Anthony Tolliver, just incredible. Five of ten from three-point range. That guy came locked and loaded. So when he got that ball, you knew he was getting a shot up if he was open. Super impressive. Another guy that, um, as far as Minnesota fans are concerned, we just love this guy, and that's Tyus Jones. Eight points, four rebounds, four assists. He led the team in plus-minus with a plus-11. He continues to be absolutely fantastic when it comes to his play on the court. Uh, Can't say enough good things about him. You know, some guys that didn't really play much, you know, C.J. Williams, Luol Deng, although I will say in Luol Deng's limited minutes, I thought he looked pretty good. He had four rebounds, six points in just five minutes of play. He was a plus three. Nothing wrong with that. You did not see uh, Jared Terrell, um, James Nunnally, some of the guys that, you know, did not play in this one. I, I, I'm very excited for what Jared Terrell brings to this team, not specifically what you're going to see from him, let's say, with the big club, but Iowa. And uh, now the season for Iowa does start November 2nd. So uh, mark your calendars there. The Iowa Wolves are going to be must-watch this season, if you ask me. I think there's going to be a lot of things we're going to look forward to with that squad. So that was the first game. You know, if you look at the Golden State Warriors side of things, you know, specifically if you look at the starters, 20 minutes was the most any of the starters played, and that was Clay Thompson. Curry and Draymond Green and Durant all played 19 minutes. But you're getting major minutes from guys like uh, Kevon Looney. He played 16 minutes. Jordan Bell played 15 minutes. Patrick McCaw, if for anyone that's not aware of this, by the way, Patrick McCaw did decline his um, the option, or I guess not a player option, but he did decline the contract, the qualifying offer. He's not signing that. And he declined the two years, uh, $4 million, which is surprising given there wasn't much of a market for him. So that's going to be a situation to definitely watch going forward. But Tyler Lewis played nine minutes, Daniel House, uh, Alfonso McKinney played seven minutes. You're getting a lot of depth, guys. You know, a couple players I'm very fascinated by would be Jacob Evans. I was a big fan of his in the draft, and I think they got a real good steal, really good player where they drafted him. 15 minutes, he had four points, two rebounds, two steals. I think he's going to end up being a really good player. In this game, unfortunately, he was a minus 18 in the minutes he played. But going forward, I would not be shocked if he ends up being a steal, very similar to Jordan Bell. I think they got a really good player. So, that's going to be one thing to watch for if you're a Warriors fan going forward. Moving on to if we preview the next, the upcoming preseason games. So the next game we have is going to be Minnesota versus the Clippers. That's Wednesday night, uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, 9.30 p.m. Central time. Going to be kind of an interesting game. Now that one will be televised very similar to the Warriors game. That is an NBA TV game or I think I believe it's a uh, you know Fox Sports Pacific is where you'd watch it uh, for the Clippers. Could be an interesting game. Again, the Clippers are very fascinating because of something we're going to get to in a little bit here, which is the possibility of them trading for Jimmy Butler. So maybe we'll be able to uh, convince them of making a deal while we're in LA. You never know. I think they are one of the team, one of the favorites to get him, just depending on what they're willing to offer. I I do think that. Early reports were that we really wanted a shy Gilgis Alexander for in a Jimmy Butler trade. So this would be a good opportunity to watch him. On the off chance, there is a trade at some point with the Clippers. He's a guy that you want to keep your eye on, I think. And then, of course, you have Tobias Harris. He's going to be the big name in terms of what you get back as far as a veteran is concerned. So definitely keep your eye on those two players for this game. As far as the Wolves are concerned, I want to continue to see Derrick Rose perform well when he's playing with the starters. You'd like to see, again, Andrew Wiggins find a way to continue to grow his game, whether that's rebounding, whether that's assists, whether that's better shot selection. He just needs to be a smarter player. I know looking at synergy last season, uh, there's been talk about how 
Andrew Wiggins definitely improved on the defensive end. I want to cons- I want to see more of that. I want to see that individual growth throughout his game, especially now because his new contract, you know, he's making about 150 million over 5 years. That's a large chunk of change and I want to see him improve. And I don't think that's too much to ask as far as what we're looking to see him improve in. So that'll be kind of the next step. Now we do have a home game. So that's going to be Friday night, actually at the Target Center. So like season ticket holders, just a reminder that you are going to have a game opportunity there, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hopefully the Wolves will be 2-0 and in that at that time. I do think that they probably win against the Clippers. In fact, let's, if we're making predictions, we'll go with that. The Clippers do end up losing to the Wolves, I think by at least 10. So I do think it's a double-digit victory for the Timberwolves. But again, a lot of it's going to depend on how we use our players versus how they use their players. If we're experimenting, things like that. It's You always got to remember, it's not a true game. So Friday comes up. We have the Oklahoma City Thunder coming to the Target Center. That game will be on Fox Sports North, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Going to be an interesting game. Again, you don't know how much you're going to see Paul George, a guy like Russell Westbrook. You wonder how much those guys are going to play, but... There's a few guys on that team that I think are must-watch. I mean, aside from Westbrook and George, I'm a big fan of Steven Adams. What he does on and off the court is very impressive. I like him as a person and a player. So he's always a fun guy to watch. They've definitely got some interesting pieces in Oklahoma City, so that that could be a decent game. Again, it's going to be the first chance for these Timberwolves to kind of show up. The guy that we talked about a little bit briefly before was Josh Okoge. I'm looking for him to keep uh, doing what he's doing currently, which is he's very aggressive. Um, He really looks to run out, which I really love. I don't know that the Wolves always do that. So that's going to be something to watch for. I think he's going to be great with that second unit with Tyus Jones. I think those two are going to definitely develop into a pretty good tandem. And KBD, obviously, is going to be a part of that as well. So I'd like to see Josh. You know, sometimes when he shoots, it it doesn't look all that great. I'd like to see that improve. Um, it's going to be baby steps for Josh. I don't think he's going to play a ton out of the gate. Again, part of it depends on Tom Thibodeau. If he keeps his job, what happens there? I know Tom Thibodeau says if you earn minutes, you're going to get those minutes, and I think Josh Okoge and KBD are going to be able to earn those minutes. It definitely helps that Jimmy Butler is no longer here, that uh, Nemanja Bialica, in the case of KBD, is no longer here. That opens up some spots there. So I think we uh, finish this game off, and we uh, roll into the start of this preseason 3-0. and so I think that's pretty good. If we could start off 3-0, and I think I'd be very pleased. We then have a preseason game. It's technically considered a home game. It's the Milwaukee Bucks uh, is who we play at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's going to be Sunday night. And again, it's considered a home game, but it is not at the Target Center. The game is, as of right now, not going to be televised. It's going to be taking place at Ames, Iowa, Hilton Coliseum. And again, that's going to be Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. This could be an interesting game. And again, we're going to Iowa. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of Wolves fans in Iowa just because they don't have their own pro team. Plus, they do have the Iowa Wolves. I think we're going to call it. We're going to stick with that positivity. And we are going Wolves in a win here. And they are going to finish off this stretch of the preseason 4-0. and So I think that does it for our review segment and our preview segment i think that gives us a a good breakdown of what's to come for our minnesota timberwolves here in the preseason so taking a look at the nba as in general as a whole uh, this would be a good time to start up our talkers segment that we normally do in our second quarter here so looking around the nba there's definitely a number of storylines that are are pretty interesting to say the least Uh, starting off with uh, Kyrie Irving, for anyone that hasn't seen this, he has apologized for his public comments about how the earth is flat and not round. He's basically apologizing to teachers all over the place because they have now had to reteach that curriculum curriculum a little bit. The problem you're into when a person of public stature like Kyrie Irving that's kind of out in the public eye takes or says something, let's be honest, something stupid like this, it definitely can have a negative effect. In this case, I definitely think it did. And so... Him coming out and apologizing, uh, I think, is a good step in the right direction. Um, moving on to some other news, uh, Jonathan Isaac of the the Orlando Magic is a player that I really think could have a good season. I'm a huge fan of Jonathan Isaac, not only as a two-way player, but just 
I think his potential on both ends really is off the charts. He did have a ankle, an ankle injury. He sprained his ankle in their most recent game. Hopefully he is not out for very long. But that's going to be a storyline to watch this season. Watch how he message, meshes with a guy like Aaron Gordon, how they're going to manage minutes for some of these players. You still have uh, you know, a guy like Nikola Vucevic there, but uh, I think the guy to watch as well is going to be the big man, Mo Bamba. I, I love Mo Bamba. Definitely, I think, has the potential to be the best player in this draft class. So time will tell on that, but I think that's a that's a team to really watch for uh, for the future. I think obviously they're they're in the midst of a rebuild, but sky's the limit for some of those players, and I think they're going in the right direction. Uh, part of the uh, Jimmy Butler trade originally was the the Wolves pick last season. Lowry Markinen, the player that was involved in that trade, uh, did just get hurt, so he actually has an. An elbow injury, he's going to be out five to eight weeks. While he is out, uh, it sounds like Jabari Parker is going to play some four. So that's going to be interesting to see as far as the starters are concerned. Kind of like the Magic, I think this is another team to watch going forward. I think, for, for my money, they're doing some really nice stuff in Chicago, whether it's Zach Levine. I know a lot of people think that that's a bad contract, but I think Zach's going to really prove that he's worth the money that they're paying him. I think he's going to have a really solid season now that he's really – you know, back to being healthy, hopefully. And if he can keep that up, I think he's up for a really good season. Moving on uh, let's to a little bit of WNBA news. The WNBA president, uh, Lisa Borders, has decided to step down. She is becoming the first president and CEO of Time's Up. So uh, congratulations to her. Obviously, you know, the WNBA doesn't want to lose her. Uh, speaking with Adam Silver specifically, or he has this quote, we are extremely grateful for Lisa's leadership and tireless commitment to the WNBA. This is a natural transition for Lisa, knowing what a champion she is for issues involving women's empowerment and social justice. And fortunately for us, she leaves the league with a strong tailwinds, propelling it forward. So Borders was with the WNBA since 2016, and the league has continued to grow uh, throughout that time. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. It definitely adds another storyline to uh, what's going to promises to be a very busy WNBA offseason for a lot of the teams out there. You know, one team specifically, obviously, that we cover a bit is going to be our Minnesota Lynx. You start to wonder what they're going to do with this upcoming season. I think the this offseason is really important for them. They obviously struggled a bit this past season. They're an older team. Lindsey Whalen's gone. She's going to the, you know, she's going to be the coach of the Minnesota Gophers. She did retire from the Lynx. So that's that's a big part of your franchise that's that's on the way out. You also have some other players that are starting to age a little bit. You did you really lost a key piece when you lost Renee Montgomery, and I don't know that we were ever able last season to fix that issue. So that's going to be something to address is depth issues and age issues. We definitely have to start going younger. Not saying we need to trade people, but uh, you still have you know Maya Moore's in her prime. You've got a solid piece still in Sylvia Fowles. You know, you got some of these other players, whether it's Rebecca Brunson, whether it's Simone Augustus that are obviously getting up there in age and they're probably not going to be playing much longer. And you're going to have to have players available to, to replace them. And there's a lot of good teams out there, a lot of good players. Drafting is going to be key. Lots of things to watch for here in the off season of the WNBA. So moving on now to the Jimmy Butler saga and the Timberwolves, we'll take a look at some of the deals that are out there. Look at some of the teams that have been mentioned. And then we're also going to do a few more simulations, kind of like we did in the first half. But we're going to be a little more specific based on some of the rumors that are out there. So a couple teams we're going to look at would be the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to look at the Clippers. Clippers, we're going to also take a look at the Nets. And, of course, the Heat. Those are a lot of the main guys. And then you also have the rumor, which I don't know how realistic this is anyways, but the Rockets have been a team that have kind of jumped up recently. I don't. I wouldn't put my money if I was a betting man in terms of this. Don't put your money on the Rockets. That just seems a little far-fetched to me, just because they're not really able to offer much, even though it would be interesting to see the Rockets with Jimmy go up against the Warriors. Again, I'm not a big Rockets fan, not a Jimmy fan. Heck, I'm not a James Harden or Chris Paul fan, but I definitely am not a fan of the Warriors, and someone else being able to possibly take them out definitely excites me just a little bit. So we'll take a look at this, uh, starting with the the most recent teams, which would be the Bucks and the Rockets. I don't think either of those teams are realistic. You have the recent report coming out now that 
the Bucks don't want to include Chris Middleton. Well, that's a non-starting point, obviously. Now, they've got some other nice pieces. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Giannis, but we're not getting him. You take a look at some of the other guys. I really like Dante DiVincenzo, a guy they drafted. He was one of my favorite players out of this draft. If they were to call and say he'd be a part of the deal, you know, I, I, I would at least be open to having that be a starting point. But again, I don't think it happens. But if it was, let's just let's just use a hypothetical here. If the Bucks called and said, look, we're going to give you Chris Middleton and Dante DiVincenzo as kind of the starting points, there might be more needed to be involved. Uh, you know, I would listen. The, the, the guys that they're rumored to be throwing out there are Malcolm Brogdon and then Eric Bledsoe. Two guys, I like Malcolm Brogdon, don't get me wrong. I really like Malcolm Brogdon, but we've already got Tyus Jones. We've, we've already got Jeff Teague. I just don't know that it makes a lot of sense for, for that to be where the direction that we go. Uh, but we will take a look at that uh, as far as simulations are concerned. If you look at the Rockets, the Rockets are an interesting team only in a sense that they're already really good, and it'd be an interesting landing spot for Jimmy, but they don't really have much to offer. My understanding is that anything they would offer would, would be centered around Eric Gordon. I don't love Eric Gordon. You know, he's 28, 29 years old. He's very injury prone. It's very similar to Derrick Rose. You kind of say, well, if or when, not if, as far as if he's going to get hurt again, you just kind of feel like it's going to happen because one of those guys that's just very injury prone. And, you know, to give a shout out to uh, Stefania Bell, uh, for anyone that doesn't know who she is, she is part of the fantasy focus uh, ESPN football show. And she talked about some people, literally, the, just their makeup, they are more prone to injury. It, that's a real thing. And I think he's one of those players. Eric Bledsoe is another guy that could be part of that if you're talking about players in these uh, first two deals we're talking about here. So I, I kind of want to stay away from them, but we also will take a look at that. We'll take a look at what if we did make a deal with the Rockets. Uh, you're moving on to the Heat. Obviously, the polarizing name is going to be Josh Richardson. Now, I don't know if you're the Heat, what the issue is with giving up Josh Richardson. I think there's a few things that you run into as far as problems are concerned with him by withholding him. Now, I do think it's, it sure sounds like if they're willing to include Josh Richardson, we're going to make a deal. So if Josh Richardson and then what? We're thinking, you know, Kelly Olynyk, Waiters, uh, maybe on an off chance, you're throwing in Whiteside. I mean, there's some other names out there. The problem you're into with a lot of those names is they're bad contracts. There's a reason why the Heat want to include them. So at a minimum, the Wolves need to be asking for, if we're taking a bad contract on, I want a pick. So let's say we're taking on a bad contract. We're taking on, we get a first round pick then, and then we're trading him Jimmy Butler. So we get Josh Richardson. I think that's a very fair trade for all parties involved. If I had to choose one player, I don't, it's tough because I don't like, I don't like waiters. I don't like Olenek. Hassan Whiteside obviously has shown in the past a propensity to be a solid player. But again, you're looking at injuries. You're looking at a big man as well. That's got injuries you know, who normally would be hitting the prime of his career right now at 28, but I just don't trust him. Lots of issues there. I also don't know that he's great for the locker room. So I would, uh, I would hope that that would be a name they would you know, consider less, I guess you would say. On top of that, when you look at the Miami Heat deals, there's been rumors about Gorgie Jang going out. You know, my thing with that is I'd much rather have Gorgie Jang than have to give up a first-round pick for someone. Like, let's say the Kings, that's been a team that's been rumored. I don't want to give up Gorgie Jang because they're giving up a first-round pick to get rid of Gorgie Jang. That just doesn't make sense to me. Gorgie Jang is not a bad player. He had a down year last year, but, but he's not a bad player. He just isn't. And so it doesn't make sense to me to give up a first-round pick. You know, the Wolves have done that in the past. We wanted to get rid of Sam Cassell. We throw out a first-round pick and take on Marco Yarich. Like, I think this would be a good time for the vomit emoji. I've been very prone to using that lately with all the Jimmy Butler BS out there. On top of that, you watched when we did it with Wes Johnson, sending him with a first-round pick to the Suns. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be responsible for sending a pick out just to get rid of a player. And Gorgie Jang's not a bad guy. In fact, he's a great person. You see all the work he does um, with his home country of Senegal. On top of that, you see all the stuff he does on the court, in the locker room. He's a guy that you want around. So, again, I don't, I don't want to see him go anywhere. So I'm hoping that, that that's the case. I'm hoping that he stays around. You move on to a team like the Nets. Again, there's just not much there. Uh, as they say, there's not much meat on the bone when it comes to him uh, uh, going to the, the Nets. I just don't think they're a great option. 
Plus, you hear a lot of the rumors out there. They're not even willing to include much of these guys. So whether it's Karis LeVert, whether it's a good friend of Katz, which is D'Angelo Russell, a player I would really like. I would actually be very pleased if our return involved Jimmy going to the Nets of getting him back. And then, of course, um, if you're getting Russell, I think another player you'd want to target would be Zanin Musa, one of my favorite players from the draft, just 19 years old, has a lot to offer. A very skilled player, not a great defender, but a very skilled offensive player and a very intriguing player. So if you're going to look at the Nets, that would be the name I would watch for. So now we're going to take a look at, so 2K19 has been released, and we're going to take a look at some simulations within 2K19 involving the Timberwolves, Jimmy Butler, and some of the other teams that we've talked about, whether it's the Clippers, Bucks, and so on. Before we get into that, though, I want to uh, give a shout out to a shout out to the co-host of the Howl and former co-host of NBA 2K League show, Aaron Groshan. Aaron Groshan has been a part of the the newly formed Minnesota Timberwolves 2K League team. So this is a pretty cool time to be a Timberwolves fan and to be a fan of the Howl, as our very own member Aaron Groshan is part of the, uh, we'll call it the dream team, because they absolutely knocked the draft out of the park, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I think uh, that this would be a good opportunity to to touch on that real quick as well, since that that's pretty, that's pretty big news as far as I'm concerned. Before we specifically get into the Timberwolves, we'll take a look at just the expansion draft as a whole. But again, congratulations to Aaron for being a part of this and helping out the, the Timberwolves gaming. So, the first pick in the 2K League expansion draft was Hawks Talon GC. Again, the expansion draft was just players that were in the league last year and just teams that are new. So just the expansion teams were a part of this. So you had Hawks Talon GC taking Dat Boy shots. You move on to T-Wolves Gaming. We took O'Leary. So T-Wolves Gaming Club took O'Leary, and then he has been traded to Cavs Legion GC for Hood. So Hood being, you know, one of the top scorers in the league, actually led the entire league for most of the season, just got beat out briefly at the end of the season by Boo Painter, friend of the show. You then have Lakers Gaming took Moody, and then Lakers Gaming again went and took Control. T-Wolves Gaming Club took a player that most people feel is one of the best that was available in this expansion draft, which was iFeast. Nets Gaming Club then took O'Shaki, and Hallens, or sorry, Hawks Talon GC took Arsenal. So some very good players went to different teams. So it's very interesting to see what's going to happen there. I think you got to really watch for the the full on draft uh, that's coming up pretty soon. Obviously, changes is that draft picks can be traded now, and there's lots of ways for certain teams to move up in the draft. For example, if teams decide to retain players from last year, that'll affect which picks they get to keep. And obviously with trades, that changes things uh, quite a bit. So lots of stuff to watch for in the 2K League. So now again, we're going to jump right in to 2K simulations with 2K19 and specifically looking at Jimmy Butler trade destinations as far as what he's able to do to these other teams, as well as what he's able to do specifically for the Timberwolves. So lots of stuff to watch for there. First, we're going to jump in now. Again, the, the key for doing any of this, there's two ways to do it. You can do my GM, which is more of a storyline-based, story or what we normally do, which is my league. And that's what we're actually going to do for this simulation, is we're going to do my league. So uh, the first teams we're going to look at are going to be the more specific teams that are out there. We'll start with the Rockets. The Rockets have been a pretty, uh, you know, kind of a hotbed as far as the Wolves and the Jimmy Butler trade scenarios are concerned. You know, there was a, a couple guys out of Houston that talked about how Houston Rockets were the front runners. I personally think that's BS. I would be absolutely shocked if Jimmy Butler goes to the Rockets. I think there's more realistic teams out there that can offer a better value to the Wolves, and, and that's just not the team that's out there. So we will take a look at the Rockets first, though, and see what kind of offer we can get from them. Again, it's going to be based around Eric Gordon and then uh, some additional pieces to follow, whether you get them to find a way to include Clint Capella, which I know some people have mentioned that. They obviously have 
a couple young pieces. You know, Marquise Chris is there, but he can't be traded. He was just traded recently from the Suns, so he's a guy that isn't going to be available in trades. As far as young players is concerned, they really don't have much there. The only young talent that they have is actually uh, the Chinese player. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with him, his name is Joe Chi, and that's actually spelled Z-H-O-U-Q-I. So Z-H-O-U is first name, Q-I is last name, uh, but it, it's pronounced, my understanding, it's pronounced Joe Chi. Is kind of an interesting prospect. Uh, still a young player that you maybe look to pick up because maybe he becomes um, something special. And because, again, there's just not many options as far as the uh, Timberwolves and the Houston Rockets are concerned as far as a young player. So you would definitely wonder if maybe a team like the Rockets would include picks. Maybe this would be where you know Jang is involved with a third team. It's tough to say. So, But that's what we're, we're going to start with. We will start in the regular season, not in the offseason. That way it's a little more realistic as to what we're actually dealing with. Now we will be the Timberwolves. We are not going to be the Rockets or any of the other teams that we are looking at in this scenario. But uh, we will actually go through and take a look and see how those teams do with Jimmy Butler added to the teams. So, again, we're starting with the Houston Rockets trade. We are going to, in this scenario at least, look specifically at this first season and see how players evolve. Maybe we'll go into a second season, but more than likely that will be a, a separate episode that we do that on. So going into the front office of our My League taking a look at the trade finder. So again, we have Jimmy Butler is the player that's on the block. And we'll actually take a look at some of the other offers. The Sixers have offered Markel Fultz and Wilson Chandler. Uh, my understanding is that Markel Fultz is off the table. Otherwise, that would be an intriguing offer to say the least. You have uh, so looking at the Milwaukee Bucks, at least the virtual Milwaukee Bucks are willing to include uh, Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. Maybe part of it is that we have to take Brooke Lopez on, which I'd rather not do. Cleveland Cavaliers would take Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson if we if we took Kevin Love and J.R. Smith. I'm going to go with no thank you. We do have the Clippers as one of the teams that shows up. Tobias Harris and Patrick Beverly. That is actually a trade that I think could be realistic as far as the, what the Clippers are willing to offer. I do think the Wolves would hold out for better than that. Grizzlies, Marcus All and Dylan Brooks. Again, it just doesn't make sense from the Wolves' perspective. Atlanta Hawks, it's at least somewhat intriguing. John Collins and a first-round pick, a top-three protected first-round pick, but still a, a decent offer. So a team we talked about would be the Heat. They have offered Goran Dragic and Wayne Ellington. Uh, in real life, actually, Wayne Ellington is not available. Now, the game doesn't have that taken into account the way we've set that up, but he's actually not available in trade until December. Otherwise, he would be a player I think the Wolves would love to have back. Charlotte Hornets come up. Jimmy Butler and Kata Bates jump for Kemba Walker and Jeremy Lamb. Not the worst trade, not the best trade. But it would be one we would definitely consider because who's going to you know turn down getting Kemba Walker in his prime? That's very intriguing. Although, again, he only has one year left on his deal, so time will tell there. New York Knicks. Now, the New York Knicks are a team that have been mentioned a few different times in rumors, but most reports say the Knicks are not willing to trade any of their players. You know, They'd rather just build continue to build through the draft, and then build through free agency. So I don't think this is realistic necessarily, but Nilakina and Hardaway Jr. is the offer. That actually would be a pretty decent offer for the Knicks because they get to keep Kevin Knox, which I think is what they'd like to do. But the problem I have in, is here is they're saying, look, we'll give you Nilakina and Hardaway Jr. You give us Butler in a first? No, no thank you. Not doing it. Wouldn't shock me, though, if that's what they offered. Uh, one team that does show up is the Los Angeles Lakers. They actually cannot trade with us currently because they would have to basically trade all of their young players. Now, again, the game has not accounted for that in this scenario, the way we have it set up. But the offer would be Brandon Ingram, Contavious Caldwell-Pope for Jimmy Butler and Luol Deng. Now, in, a, in the past simulation we did, we did accept this trade. But in real life, this would not work. And that's another thing for people to realize is that in a Jimmy Butler trade, he cannot go to the Lakers. The Lakers were a possible destination. You saw their name out there quite a bit, but that's just not realistic given that they really can't trade for him. Lando Magic, Evan Fournier in a first-round pick. Again, not the worst trade, not the best. Dallas Mavericks, DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews. Again, that's not happening. Uh, it just isn't. And then they would take Gorgie Jang too. But again, not the worst trade, but not the best. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Gorgie Jang for Drew Holiday and Nikola Mirotic. This is a trade I actually really, really like, but it's not going to happen. 
I, I don't see any way they make this happen, especially with when you're not sure what's going to happen with Anthony Davis going forward. That whole situation's a little goofy, so I would be a little shocked. But I actually like this deal quite a bit. I'm a big fan of Drew Holiday. And again, eventually you're going to move on from Jeff Teague. Making this trade, you'd probably then move either Tyus Jones to a team like the Suns. I know they've, they've been big fans of his, so there'd be more moves if you make a move like that. The Pistons are willing to offer Blake Griffin and Luke Kennard for Jimmy Butler and Gorgie Jang. I'm, I'm just not sold on Blake Griffin. Luke Kennard's a good shooter, which I appreciate, but this is not a trade I would like. Toronto Raptors, uh, Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam. Again, if we're making a trade with the Raptors, there's players I would like. I really do like Kyle Lowry, but again, he's 32 years old. Uh, we're losing Anthony Tolliver, one of our, arguably our best shooter in this deal. I'm going to say no thank you. I would hold out for more. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder have jumped into the fray. Dennis Schroeder and Stephen Adams for Jimmy Butler and Gorgie Jang. So that would be an interesting one to watch. Although, again, I don't, I don't see it happening. Portland Trailblazers, C.J. McCollum and Zach Collins for Butler and Tolliver. I would jump on this deal so fast. I just don't see it happening. The Portland Trailblazers have been a team that their name comes up because people aren't totally sure they're going to continue going in this direction. They might go more of a rebuild, but I don't see it happening. At least not in this scenario. We're not going to play them as one of the teams. Uh, Draymond Green, a first-round pick for Jimmy Butler of the Warriors. I would absolutely consider this, although I'm not a big Draymond Green fan. Not that he's not talented. He's extremely, extremely talented. I just don't like him as a person or as a player, really. Just the stuff he does on the court, I just don't like. And I'd rather just stay away from a player like him. Uh, Jimmy Butler and the Wizards is another team that's come up quite a bit in rumors. We may look at this as one of the simulations, but Bradley Beal in a first for Jimmy Butler in a second. I think that'd be very intriguing. So one uh, one team that does not come up when we're looking at Uh, The trade offers is the Rockets. They did not actually come up. So what we're going to actually try to do is make a trade of our own. So we will actually go to the, to that team and see if they're willing, what they're willing to uh, trade us. So if we actually go to the Houston Rockets, we'll take a look and try to find what they would take for Eric Gordon. So we take him and see if they're willing. So they would actually, so Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker for Andrew Wiggins. We are not doing that, but we will look at the trade because what we can actually do is include Jimmy Butler instead and take a look and see if they're willing to make that offer. So they are not interested in giving up that for Jimmy Butler, which is kind of surprising they would do it for Wiggins, but not for Butler. If we include a second-round pick unprotected, is that enough? And it looks like it's not. So they're playing a little hardball here. Not ideal. It looks like even giving up multiple picks, so multiple second-round picks unprotected, is just not enough. Well, there it is. So Jimmy Butler and three seconds is what it takes to get Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker. Again, in real life, a lot of people say that that's too much to give up. I've seen a lot of Rockets fans say that. But too bad for you. We're making the trade. We're going to see what happens for both teams. I think it's, it's, it's kind of an intriguing scenario Uh, to look at what the Rockets could be and what the T-Wolves could be in this 2K19 scenario. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We're doing our simulations here, and we're going to take a look now at the Rockets and Wolves swap of Jimmy Butler for P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon. We're going to simulate this season now, take a look at how both these teams performed. Simulation of the season is finished at the end we're looking at the superlatives one thing i'll mention is carl towns did make the all-star game jimmy butler did not uh, mvp surprisingly is demarcus cousins now again 2k in this simulation the way we have it set up did not account for the fact that cousins is going to be hurt for a while but that's okay uh, that does not really affect what we're trying to do here so demarcus cousins is your mvp rookie of the year luka Doncic, tyreek evans six man of the year Defensive player of the year is Giannis Antetokounmpo. De'Aaron Fox, most improved. Good for him. Coach of the year is Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is a guy that wins coach of the year quite often for the Raptors in a lot of our simulations. So good for him and going to be interesting to watch going forward. Looking at the all-NBA teams, you have for the Rockets, since that's one of the teams that we're paying attention to, James Harden is all-NBA first team. Chris Paul is all-NBA second team for the Rockets. 
And if you look at uh, all NBA third team, Carl Anthony Towns is not on there. Because he's not on there, he would make less money. He would not make the super max. So that is something to consider. Wolves in this scenario actually finish as the five seed. Rockets finish as the two seed. So Wolves finish uh, 45 and 37. Rockets finish 61 and 21. So pretty good if you ask me. Let's take a look at some of the standings. Sorry, as far as uh, statistics. So if we go to player statistics, we'll take a look at the Wolves specifically and look and see who is able to do what. So league leaders. Actually, we'll check out league leaders as far as the uh, regular season is concerned. Carl Towns and Eric Gordon uh, finished with uh, 19 points per game, which is pretty solid. The other player we got in that trade, P.J. Tucker, not playing a whole lot, just five points per game. So, But he is getting six rebounds per game, so that's not too shabby at all. Uh, I'm very pleased with that. Going over to the Rockets side of things, we'll see how Jimmy Butler was able to perform for them. So looking at the Rockets, uh, Chris Paul actually broke his right leg, and so he's going to miss part of the playoffs. That obviously muddies the waters a bit. Jimmy Butler, though, for the season, 16 points, Five rebounds, five assists, so really solid numbers. Almost two steals on top of that. So really good numbers for Jimmy Butler. And he's going to be a big part of what they're trying to do here. Unfortunately, Clint Capella is also hurt, so it's going to be tough to fully judge what happens in the playoffs. But I would say finishing at 61-21, and the two seed, definitely worth making the trade for the Rockets. And for the Wolves, if they were to finish as the five seed, making the playoffs at all after a Jimmy Butler trade I think is pretty fantastic. It would be tough to argue with the results. So we'll go ahead and simulate the playoffs, take a look and see if the Wolves are able to move on, if the Rockets, you know, despite their injuries, are able to move on. Rockets taking on Denver, Wolves taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. So the Wolves, unfortunately, do get eliminated four games to one. Rockets make it to a game seven, and they do end up winning. They take on in the second round the Utah Jazz. Going to be a very tough series against the Jazz because of the injuries the Rockets have. I would not be shocked if the Jazz end up moving on. Rockets make it to Game 7. Rockets do move on. Rockets move on to the Western Conference Finals, and they take on the Thunder. They have made it to the championship, so the Rockets do make it to the championship as the Western Conference. They end up losing in the championship game to the Boston Celtics, who are led by Kyrie Irving, who makes the MVP. But seriously... So the, the Rockets end up making the championship, losing in six games. But I think the Rockets would be very pleased with the results here. So based on this one simulation anyways, I think both teams would definitely look at making this trade if these were the outcomes that they got. So that is our first simulation, the Rockets. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We're doing our 2K simulations here. We're going to, so we just finished the Rocket simulation. Now we are going to jump to some of the teams that I think are a little more realistic, starting with the Miami Heat, who I think are probably the front runners. And uh, just recently, uh, John Krasinski was, was on and being interviewed on KFAN, as it were, and he mentioned that if a deal was to get done sooner than later, uh, the favorites would be the Miami Heat. So we'll take a look at them next in this scenario. I think a realistic trade offer is going to be something around, along the lines with the Heat of a first-round pick, Josh Richardson, and Deion Waiters or Kelly Olynyk. So we started with that. Deion Waiters is who we chose. Since we're losing a shooting guard, I thought, why not bring a shooting guard in? We decided to go that route. Now, if you go straight up that deal, that's what I think it's going to be. I think something along those lines makes the most sense if you're dealing with the with the Heat. They, unfortunately, the virtual heat, we're not willing to do that. Now, of course, 2K19 does give you the option of just pushing it through. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to see what it would actually take to get virtual Pat Riley, let's say, to make this deal. And so what we ended up throwing in were four unprotected second-round picks and Justin Patton. For the purposes of this simulation, I'm fine with that. Justin Patton's not really going to play much this year. I'm okay with making that trade. Now, of course, he's probably going to play some for the Heat, but that's okay. I'm not I'm not real worried about that. Uh, the main thing we're looking at is going to be Jimmy Butler. The main thing we're looking at is going to be Josh Richardson and Deion Waiters and what the Wolves are able to do. So that's the move we ended up making. Jumping into the simulation, we'll simulate the season, take a look at both teams, just like we did with the Rockets, figure out how the Wolves and how the Heat end up doing if this trade is to go through. 
jump in real quickly here. We started the simulation. Something that 2K, as far as I'm concerned, has added to 2K19, something I was not aware of. Tyus Jones got food poisoning day-to-day. So I think that's kind of cool. We actually have seen over the years players that you know this actually happens to. So that just tells you the level that 2K goes to to make this realistic. So I thought that was kind of cool. And now we're going to simulate the rest of the season, take a look at how both these teams have done. Simulation involving the Wolves and the Heat making a trade has been completed. As far as the All-Star game was concerned, Towns did make the All-Star game, but so did so did Jimmy Butler. And I think part of that is being in the East. Definitely easier for him to make an All-Star game, just given who all is you know part of the West uh, on rosters. Looking at the superlatives, MVP is Steph Curry. So, again, it's a Golden State Warrior. Luka Doncic, Rookie of the Year, again. Tyreek Evans, sixth man. Giannis Antetokounmpo is your Defensive Player of the Year. Most improved player is um, fan favorite Ricky Rubio for the Utah Jazz. Coach of the Year is, again, Nick Nurse. Looking at the All-NBA teams, you look at first the uh, first team and second team. You do not see... Uh, either of our players uh, third team though Jimmy Butler so Jimmy Butler actually has uh, a very productive season if he goes to the heat Wolves do miss the playoffs they finish 37 and 45 if you look at the Miami Heat Miami Heat finish the season with a record of 57 and 25 and they are the two seed in the east just behind Toronto looking at players specific statistics um, taking a look at the season stats for both teams Starting off with the Wolves, Carl Towns at 20 points per game. Second leading scorer is the guy we got in the trade, Deion Waiters, 14.5. Deion Waiters, uh, not a whole lot else. Uh, 3.5 assists, 1.5 rebounds. Uh, you're basically just getting Andrew Wiggins, it looks like, which is awesome because Andrew Wiggins put up basically the same statistics, just uh, less assists but more rebounds, almost identical statistics. So uh, basically in, in this trade, we would just be trading – Jimmy Butler for Deion Waiters. Josh Richardson uh, didn't do a whole lot, although 12 points per game is not too shabby. Did have um, a few injuries that were part of the reason why the Wolves struggled a bit. Taj Gibson missed quite a bit of time. You also had a pinched nerve for Gorgie Jang, so those are things to consider. But uh, Josh Richardson, the main piece you're looking at in this trade, 12 points per game, 2.3, no, sorry, 2.8 rebounds and 1.8 assists. 1.3 steals, so he didn't really improve that much. Looking at his three-point percentage, 39%, so 38.5 to be specific. Not too shabby, so that's pretty good. Moving on to the Heat, we'll take a look and see what Jimmy Butler was able to do. So Jimmy Butler, basically 20 points per game, uh, almost six rebounds, almost six assists, two steals. So Jimmy Butler himself has a much better season if he goes to the Heat. Hassan Whiteside looks like to be their second-best player. Uh, Jimmy struggles from three, though. 29.9% from three. Not exactly ideal as far as Jimmy is concerned. But a solid season, a solid season overall, no doubt. So we'll, we'll actually simulate the playoffs here, figure out how good the Heat can actually do. They start off their first series with the Indiana Pacers. They take a 3-0 lead, and they oh, oh, Pacers do come back slightly. 4-1 they take the first series. Series number two, they're taking on the six-seed Milwaukee Bucks, which uh, with the defensive player of the year, Giannis. Well, they're down three games to two, and they lose in six games. So it only takes six games. As far as the team that Jimmy Butler goes to, the Rockets were more successful than the Heat ended up being. Let's take a look at the box score here. Uh, Giannis was dominant. For the Heat, Jimmy Butler was dominant. 30 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists in the last game. So he was able to do his part of the 5 turnovers. Not great. But, again, if we're looking at uh, trades so far, the most logical we feel at this point is going to be the Heat trade, but simulations would disagree. As far as both teams are concerned, the Rockets team uh, makes both of us. The Rockets trade makes both the Wolves and makes the Rockets more successful. Now we will move on to the next one, which is going to be the Clippers. Clippers being one of the more realistic trades, I think, depending on if they're willing to include a player like Shy Gilgis Alexander. So we are moving on to that trade. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are doing our 2K simulations. Since we're doing the Clipper trade, the one thing to keep in mind is that if we're bringing in Shy Gilgis Alexander, it's more than likely going to mean the end of Tyus Jones, just because you'd be a little point guard heavy. 
and he's more movable than, let's say, Jeff Teague is. And obviously, you're not moving shy, Gilgis Alexander, because that's the whole reason you're making this trade. So we're looking at offers that Tyus Jones could get us. So the Sixers offer us Demetrius Jackson and Landry Shamet. Don't know why we would do that. Bucks, Tyler Zeller, Sterling Brown are offering the Wolves. Uh, and, and we'd have to include a second-round pick, actually. Bobby Portis and Antonio Blakeney, plus a first-round pick, is what we'd have to give to get rid of Tyus. Not doing that. Tyus in a second for Larry Nance and Isaiah Taylor. Robert Williams and Walter Lemon Jr. for Tyus in a second. Uh, Tyus Jones in a second. No, Tyus Jones and C.J. Williams to the Clippers for Motley and Patrick Beverly, which I mean, we're not doing that. We're not going to do multiple trades with them. Looking at some of the other offers, there's nothing that really jumps off the page. Yogi Ferrell I like, but I don't know why. We're not getting anything of value back in that deal. Beasley and uh, and Svatislav uh, Mikulik, the uh, shooting guard rookie with from the Lakers uh, for Jones and Jang. That's an interesting trade I would maybe look at, just because I, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of uh, Michael Beasley's just fun to watch. Something about him intrigues me. The big team to watch is going to be the uh, Phoenix Suns. All they're offering though is Troy Daniels in a second. Uh, I would say that's just not worth it. We can maybe take a look and see if we can put together a trade package with them. So if we can put a trade package together with the uh, Phoenix Suns, I think that would make a lot of sense. As far as the trade with the Clippers, we had basically no no luck trying to make a trade with them. There was pretty much no trade they were willing to take uh, for the piece that we're offering Jimmy Butler, including if we added second-round picks – if we added a player like Justin Patton, none of that made a difference. So we're actually going to force it through just because that's kind of where we're at. And it's it's nothing crazy, although, again, this is a player they really highly value. And a lot of reports say that they wouldn't be willing to include him. But it would be, for money's sake and value's sake, it would be Shy Gilders Alexander and Tobias Harris for Jimmy Butler. So we're going to uh, we, we offer the trade. They say no. Uh, we are going to override the decision and force the trade. So, yes, we're putting that trade through. So they have agreed to it. And then, again, we're looking at what we're going to get for Tyus Jones. I think – I mean, it sounds like the Suns really like him. You see a lot of reports out there that they went after him. There was there was a lot of talk for a while there when it came to the Miami Heat. And then you also look at if they had you know possibly sent us Goran Dragic. There's a lot of rumors out there. Tough to know what's real and what's not. But in this case, I think that the Suns uh, do really like him, and if you're going to pick up SGA, it makes a lot of sense to try to trade him to a, a, play, a team like them. Again, you'd have to get decent value. I think in this scenario, what we're going to do is we're going to say, what if um, if they would give up Dragon Bender? Now, we are over the cap, and he makes a little too much money, so... What we're going to actually end up doing is we're going to send them, I believe if we were to throw in Justin Patton, that might help, although then it says that they're taking on too much money. So it's kind of goofy trying to make the salaries match. That's the only downside. So actually what we'll do is we'll include DeAnthony Melton as well. So it'll be Tyus Jones, Justin Patton for Dragon Bender, and DeAnthony Melton. And, yes, I will make that trade. Uh, We'll put that through. And then we move on to the simulation itself. We will simulate this season, take a look, and see uh, how good the teams do overall. And take a look at not only just us and the Clippers, but also how the Suns fare since they traded for Tyus Jones. It is going to be a little difficult for us to judge just how good the Wolves could do in a situation like this. Because basically on the first day of the season, Carl Towns breaks his left leg. He's going to miss 8 to 10 weeks. What this does give us, though, is a better opportunity to look at the specifics. We're going to see just how good on their own a player like SGA and a player like Tobias Harris can be. So it'll be interesting to watch this simulation, but there is going to be that caveat when you look at the Wolves' overall record to end the season. Just to give you an idea of what kind of a player Carl Anthony Towns is, he comes back from injury. Now, shortly after that, Jeff T gets hurt as well. Uh, a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss a few weeks. But 13-30. and 30, is the Wolves' current record. So definitely not ideal as far as, you know, what you're getting out of this trade. It's tough to really simulate. 
when you don't know the specifics. Carl Towns, when he comes back, though, he does immediately jump into the, the top point getter. As far as the rest of the roster is concerned, just at this stage of the season, obviously the simulation is not over yet. You're getting just under 17 points per game from Tobias Harris. He's also getting you about six rebounds and uh, two and a half assists and a steal. So you're getting pretty good uh, pretty good value out of Tobias Harris. Looking at the other p- piece was uh, SGA. Uh, again, he's only 20 years old. He's not getting a ton of minutes under Tom Thibodeau in this scenario. But he is averaging about seven points, uh, three assists, and uh, one and a half rebounds. In terms of defense, you're not seeing much from him on the defensive end, unfortunately. But time will tell in that regard, and we will finish this simulation out. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing at Channel, and we are doing our 2K simulation as far as the Jimmy Butler trades are concerned. As that simulation finishes, um, the Wolves, for example, finished 30-52. and 52. Uh, Taking a look at the superlatives, Russell Westbrook is the MVP. So I kind of like that in these simulations, we've had different players uh, winning MVP. Uh, as far as the other awards are concerned, though, that is not the case. You still have Luka Rookie of the Year, Tyreek Sixth Man, and Giannis Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, most Improved has changed uh, throughout the simulations, though, so Montrez Harrell is actually most improved. So obviously having Jimmy Butler be there really was a help. On top of that, uh, Jimmy Butler did make the All-Star Game with the Clippers, so kind of cool there. Nick Nurse, again, your Coach of the Year. Carl Towns, because of his injury, he did not make the All-Star game, which makes a lot of sense since he missed a large portion of the games. So that's not shocking. As far as the uh, uh, All-NBA teams are concerned, going through, um, taking a look at uh, All-NBA 1, 2, and 3, nobody on number 1, nobody on number 2. Jimmy Butler does make a third team, so uh, good for him again. Uh, the wow, the unfortunate thing for Jimmy Butler and what makes this simulation a little difficult is that he actually ends up having a spinal injury and he is out for the season. So it's a little tough to gauge just how good they could have been. We'll take a look and see what the standings were. I, I don't even know, what, unfortunately, when he went out. So that makes it a little tough. Um, looking at them, so they're in the Pacific, 38 and 44, though. So a pretty good record for the Clippers, as far as that is concerned. We should be able to take a look and see how many games he played, though. So if we can pl- figure that out, that'll help as far as uh, how good the the Clippers were, at least before he got injured. So taking a look at the Clippers specifics on the season, Jimmy finished at 20, just under 21 points per game. Seven rebounds and five assists per game. So and two point one steals. So actually, one of his best seasons as a pro. So pretty cool to see how well he was able to do. Looking at uh, number of games played, he played oh seventy five. So he played seventy five games. So he played most of the season. So uh, that's not too shabby. You got a pretty good outlook on what he was able to do. And the Clippers aren't exactly an amazing team before they get him. So. He basically single-handedly does that. There's not a lot to love on the roster. You know, you're looking at guys like Avery Bradley that help out quite a bit. You have uh, uh, Myers Leonard's on their team. That's not great. As far as who else contributed, you have a super sixth man, Lou Williams. Montrez Harrell obviously won the actual sixth man of the year award. Patrick Beverly and Danilo Gallinari uh, were other guys on this roster. But mostly it's, it's pretty much him. That's the one thing to consider. If we look at the eighth seed, so the eighth seed finished at 39 and 43. If Jimmy Butler hadn't gotten hurt towards the end of the season, more than likely they do make the playoffs. So very impressive. I think that works out pretty well for them. Looking at the Wolves statistically, looking at uh, the season statistics, going to player stats, I'm interested to see. So Carl Towns, uh, 17 points per game. Obviously, that's a little low. Uh, Surprisingly, Tobias Harris actually hurts himself as well. Out for the season with a broken left ankle. Before that, though, um, almost 17 points per game, uh, 5.5 rebounds, and 2.3 assists, so and almost a steal a game. So that's not bad as far as what you're getting from him. Shai Gilgis was not getting a ton of minutes. Uh, 6.5 points per game, 3.5 assists. You're not getting a ton out of rebounds, uh, under 2 rebounds per game. So uh, an interesting trade. Again, 30 and 52, Carl Towns does miss you know, 2 to 3 months of the season. So I think, again, this is a pretty good trade for both teams involved 
as far as uh, these simulations go. That's going to do it for this edition of The Howl. Again, you can hear us every Wednesday, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time. If you miss us on uh, Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio, then definitely find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere great podcasts are found. And we're going to leave you with a little bit of Post Malone this week. And until next week, let me get a howl. You probably think that you are better now, better now. You only say that because I'm not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down. Would have gave you anything, would have gave you everything. You know I said that.
catch me light a fire like a awesome. Hey, Act a fool on stage, probably leave my fucking show in a cop car. Hey, shit was legendary through a TV out the window of the montage. Cocaine on the table, look a porn, don't give a damn. Dude, your girlfriend is a goobie, she just trying to get in. Saying I'm with the band. Hey, hey, now she acting out of pocket, trying to grab a bone. In my trailer, said I ain't got a man, and they all brought a friend. Yeah, I've been fucking hoes and popping pillies, man. I feel just like a rock star. All my brothers got that gas, and they always be smoking like a rock star. Fucking with me, call up on the Uzi and show up, man. Them the shot toss. I've been in the hills, fucking superstars, feeling like a pop star. Drinking any bad bitches, jumping in the pool, and I ain't got on no bra. Get her front of back, pulling on the tracks, and now she screaming out, no more. They like savage, why you got a 12 car garage and you only got six cars? With the cake and how you kiss that. Your wifey say I'm looking like a whole snap. Green honeys in my safe, I got old racks. LA bitches always asking where the coke at. Living like a rock star, smash out on a cop car. Sweeter than a pop tart, you know you are not hard. I done made the hot chart, remember I used to chop hard. Living like a rock star, I'm living like a rock star. I've been fucking hoes and popping pillies, man, I feel just like a rock star. Brothers got that gas and they always be smoking like a rock star. Fucking with me, call up on the Uzi and show up, man, them the shot toss. When my homies pull up on your block, they make that thing.